Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. For more information and to donate online, go to 3cr.org.au. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. Freedom of Species is a radio program dedicated to raising awareness about issues concerning animals. It's broadcast from the 3CR studios in Melbourne, Australia, and streamed live via the 3CR website. Recent podcasts are available from both the 3CR and Freedom of Species websites. Welcome to Freedom of Species. I'm Kate Gracie, and I'm in the studio today with Martin Stringer, who is a freelance nature photographer and videographer. Welcome, Martin. Thank you for having me. It's great to have you here. Now, Martin's work has led him to become involved in rainforest conservation, but I think by the look of you, Martin, it's safe to say that it means a lot more to you than simply just a way to make a living. So first, let me just explain what I see before me. Martin has a beard, but it's only on one side of his face. And there's this fairly clear demarcation between being clean shaven or sort of like there's a little bit there's a there's a bit of a a bit of a shadow on one side but it's fairly clean shaven and on the other side very very hairy and the divide is straight down the center of his lips and his chin and it's it's quite a curious sight so just one word question martin why well it's a quite simple over half the world's rainforests have been cleared so i've clear felled this side of my face and we are i've gotten some great Reactions and conversations started walking around like this. I've also got half and half a shirt on for those of you playing at home. <laughs> uh, so half my shirt is a beautiful rainforest print and the other half is just a boring white part. Uh, a kind friend of a friend sewed together for me. And yeah, I've had some great conversations, raised a lot of awareness. Uh, we've done fundraising and we've raised over $200,000 collectively to protect the rainforests around the world and specifically concentrating on rainforests in the Amazon right now. So when you say we and you, you use the word fundraising, can you expand on the we and the fundraising bit? There's obviously something going on behind so, the scenes. Yes. Halfcut.org is uh, started up by James and Jess. So Jimmy Halfcut, he's been walking around with half a beard for over a year. So I first met him up in the Daintree Rainforest earlier this year where I was up there filming for two months for um, the rainforest, for Rainforest Rescue, and I met him uh, fundraising for Rainforest Trust, which is also another organisation that is protecting rainforests to make sure that they're protected. And um, I couldn't take him seriously for the first half an hour. We were just having a great, great conversations and I kept on looking at him just smiling and... He's based in Sydney. He came down to Melbourne for three days. We hung out, walking down Smith Street and Fitzroy. And here, here we go. Oh, mate, what happened to your face? Did you lose a bet or something? It's like, actually, I've done this on purpose to raise money and awareness to protect rainforests. Fantastic. So you shaved your beard in the, in the privacy of your own bathroom or did you do it at an event? No. So we had National Half Cut Day on August 31st, just recently, where we had an event in Melbourne. Uh, people 
got half their beards shaved and there was also, you know, people with long hair had half of their hair braided. Oh, right, okay. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Jess and James who started this, Jimmy Halfcut, he's been walking around with half a beard and Jess has been braiding half of her hair every single day. Yeah, right. Wow, that's a dedication. It is, yeah. <laughs> so we don't want to limit it just to beards. We want to have people, even if you don't have long hair, you can still shave half an eyebrow or school children have been, you know, colouring half of their hair or braiding half of their long hair and cutting it off in protest of what's going on and to just sort of make a bold statement, we want to see these rainforests protected. Right. That's wonderful. So is the fundraising done like most fundraising events are where where they get their friends and family to pledge money? Is exactly it, right. Yeah, yeah, okay. Nice. And so tell me, what sort of social reception do you get with when you walk down the street with or go to work or wherever in your <laughs> life? What's it like having half a beard? How does that impact your life? Well, yeah, I've, I've definitely gotten some strange looks and some uh, – I just went out last night to a, a restaurant and, uh, you know, the waitress just said to me, oh, hey, half cut, awesome, yeah, my friend did it. Oh, she, wow. You know, her friend, she shaved uh, – her undercut in the in the back of her hair and and you know it's it's accessible to anybody if you've got an eyebrow you can shave yeah. one side of your eyebrows so basically you're doing whatever it does sort of to get noticed so basically you, you want it to spark a comment that's right so it's yeah. a bit of it's a bit of fun for a very serious cause of protecting our rainforest and you know the amazon is referred to you know as the lungs of the earth and producing like around about 7% of the world's oxygen you know this is crazy what's going on with the Amazon right now. Yeah, indeed. I can illustrate the effectiveness of um, half-cut as an awareness-raising technique because last week I was, at a, I was at a rally outside Melbourne's Parliament House with my little boy and my boy started pointing and staring and laughing at this guy that was standing near us in the crowd. And basically my little boy was generally doing everything that our parents tell us not to do, you know, point, laugh and stare. And so, of course, I glanced over to see what, the spectacle was and I see this random guy with a fairly big bushy beard not huge but a pretty a pretty substantial beard and half of it's gone half of it's missing and I mean it looks kind of like yours Martin it was, it was bigger it was like it's almost it's almost a bush ranger beard and um it looked pretty mad and I thought maybe this guy was a little bit bonkers so you know I was sort of trying to you know not not attract any <laughs> attention because I didn't know what he was going to do and I was busy trying to distract my boy to, so he'd stop carrying on and pointing and staring. And then I saw in my peripheral vision that this, this guy with half a beard had noticed this and was approaching us. And I'm thinking, oh, my lordy, here we go. I was sort of, you know, in the brace position for what's going to happen next. And he, so he bowled up and he introduced himself as Jimmy and he took off his baseball cap and he revealed that he also had half a half a head of hair as well. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> and um, and then he just he started telling me how he'd recently started at this organisation called Half Cut to help save rainforests and, 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 and explained why he looked like he did. And so, of course, I'm, I was immediately like, hell yes, that's just brilliant. And, you know, at the end of the day, that all led to you, Martin, being here today. So all in all, I think it's a pretty great communications tactic. Absolutely, yeah. And you're not wrong for thinking <laughs> that and like, what's going on here? And, you know... People have come up and asked him, what's happening? Like, what's going on? He's like, well, I've chosen to do this for charity and you know, every $2.50 is, is going to protect 
an acre of rainforest, which is just fantastic. It's incredible. Yeah. It's great value for money, isn't yeah. it? So there's been a lot in the press lately about um, the devastating Amazonian forest fires. Mm. And if you drill down a little bit, at least in the in the um, sort of in the left wing media, there's discussion about the livestock industry that's driving those um, forest fires. Can you give us some idea, Martin, about the actual area of forest that's being lost, like perhaps the rate of deforestation and maybe to some of those worst consequences? Yeah, so statistics and numbers can baffle some people, um, especially myself, accounting and tax is not <laughs> my forte. Uh, so what it's easy to do is to put it into something that's scalable. So, you know, a football field, a rainforest is, is being lost and it's this is an extra football field is added on top of that with these forest fires. So that's mm. just absolutely crazy that it's come to this and yeah. that we're losing this at such a fast rate. So mm. t tell me, what are the impacts that it's having locally? Like, I mean, there's obviously there's wildlife there, there's indigenous communities, there's, you know, it's the lungs of the earth. Can you kind of just summarise those, those impacts that are happening? Yeah, it's really unfortunate that this is happening. Um, a lot of the land is being cleared for, you know, beef, cattle and soy production mm. and that soy usually goes towards feeding the beef so yeah it's not vegan a lot of people seem to think it they make tofu with it yeah <laughs> <laughs> not it's largely not the case at all yeah unfortunately a lot of the soy goes towards feeding the, the cattle which are then occupying these areas mm. that have been illegally logged and and mm. burnt and all these fires that are happening now yeah that will become farmland yeah are those forest fires do they extend outside of Brazil? Are they kind of extending into all the Amazonian countries? Yeah, that's um, really unfortunate. This is happening, and you know we're seeing fires in Australia as well, which is it, it's just getting worse and worse. We've had horrible fires that have have been happening so early in the season, mm. and we need to be protecting these forests mm. from drier conditions and climate that is um, getting rapidly more um, unstable. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people too. Have assume that rainforests can't burn. Mm. Do you know that rainforests are, are, are wet and rains every day? Like how does how do fires happen in rainforests? Yeah, well, that's an unfortunate thing when rain, rainforest fires do occur that, you know, then opens up the rainforest for drier species to encroach mm. um, when the regeneration, if and when it does happen. Yeah. And that changes the, the biodiversity of the forest. Yeah, right. Yeah, it morphs into something else. Yeah. And yeah, that that's happening in Victoria right here. When, oh, really? When our forests are cleared with logging, yeah, we're seeing the forests dry up and become much more of a dangerous hazard with bushfires and wet, damp forests are becoming dry eucalypt forests, right? And um, much more dangerous for bushfires, which is unfortunate. So the long-term consequence of these forest fires in the Amazon mm -hmm. is that we could see, like even if they do recover, they can, they could recover into something quite different mm. to what they originally were. That's correct. Wow. It's, it's frightening because um, they're going to have a, yeah, much lower biodiversity and a much lower, probably probably a lower storage, a carbon storage capacity. Would that be right? Yeah, that's correct. Now, Martin, you've been working with an Australian organisation called Rainforest Rescue long before you went half-cut. Yes, that's right. In 2013, I um, you know, got in contact with Rainforest Rescue because I really wanted to help protect the beautiful rainforests that we have. And in the Daintree Rainforest is 
one of my favorite places in the world. Uh, I've been fortunate enough to experience a lot of beauty in, in nature and it's just astounding what we have mm. in the Daintree Rainforest just a few hours north of Cairns. So yeah. some of the most biodiverse rainforests in the world, some of the mm. oldest rainforests in the world, even older than the Amazon. Yeah, and wow. We have species here that are endangered that uh, we, we need to protect. And this is... Um, we, we've lost a lot of species. Australia has a, a very bad record for animal extinction mm. and we need to step in and protect our native wildlife yeah. um, from all types of threats. And uh, Rainforest Rescue have been doing a fantastic job with that. Um, I should just say Rainforest Trust and Rainforest Rescue, both two different organisations that are doing fantastic work in protecting rainforests, um, whereas Rainforest Rescue are, are focused majority um no, primarily in australia in the daintree rainforest so they've just successfully purchased their 33rd property in the daintree rainforest to create those wildlife corridors and have a nature refuge placed on that area so no matter what happens that rainforest will be protected forever how is it so it's protected by law yes is it it's a covenant of some kind that's correct yes yeah, so. yeah nice yeah right so are they doing protection as well as restoration or is it really yep. they're doing both? Absolutely. Yeah. So who gets involved in the restoration? Who does the actual hard yards of restoration? <laughs> we have a land care manager for Rainforest Rescue. So um, there's somebody working in the, in the nursery to propagate the seeds and create the seedlings. Then they go out into the big wide world and plant it as a, to create a new rainforest. And uh, yeah, once a year there's a community tree planting that happens where everyone is involved Everyone is invited to come get involved, get your hands dirty, plant some trees and replant a rainforest. Oh, beautiful. So you do, you get a large turnout from like local community? Yeah, this year we had over 100 people uh, wow. arrive and come and, and, and plant a rainforest in an old sugarcane field. Used to be rainforest and unfortunately was cleared to create a sugarcane plantation. And we had, um, you know, local Kukulanji come along and um, a 70-year-old elder, Bennett, uh, came yeah, wow. with his grandchildren and his children. There was a smoking ceremony. It was just really beautiful connection. So it's an environmental uh, angle that is just so important. And it's also culturally significant where we're seeing community come together and just really strengthen you know, relationships with each other and the nature that protects us yeah. and that we, that we need to survive. Yeah, absolutely. So what sort of animals, what which species? Are there any standout species that um, those northern Daintree rainforests protect? I think my favourite and probably the most well-known would be the southern cassowary. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. so almost primordial, aren't they? They They're are. They're amazing. Yes. So I've been fortunate enough to see them close up and encounter them and film them with uh, very long lenses. And they are just phenomenally uh, amazing species that disperse seeds for many kilometres. So they'll eat uh, poisonous fruits that are poisonous to every other animal, uh, except they just like munch it down without even chewing, just a whole massive cassowary plum bigger than a, an egg straight yeah. down their throat. And uh, they disperse that seed and plant a rainforest for us. Wow, fantastic. Yeah. Are they dangerous to be near? Uh, no, but we should definitely not feed them. Yeah. And keep caution 
when we do encounter a cassowary because they do have very sharp claws, but that's you know, a very big misconception is that, oh, a cassowary is very dangerous. Um, they, can, they can pose a threat, and if they become used to human contact where you're feeding them, that they then associate humans with food. So be careful on the roads when you're driving through the rainforest and like around Mission Beach and the Daintree Rainforest. We need yeah. to watch out for cassowaries. I've been walking along the road where I've seen a cassowary come out and cars just whizzing by way too fast. So we really need to be careful when we're in the habitat. Yeah, it's absolutely. not like the cassowary is on the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the road's going through the habitat. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, Half Cut raises its money for Rainforest Trust. That's correct. Where does Rainforest Rescue get its funds from? How does it fundraise? So Rainforest Rescue have been uh, fortunate enough to have donations from uh, people all around the world. Okay. And businesses who are, want to give back to the environment and it's been absolutely fantastic that we can raise $110,000 to buy just a rainforest property in, in Australia that was subdivided, unfortunately, by the government last century. But this has happened For now. For agriculture? Uh, no, just they thought it would be a good idea to uh, subdivide the Daintree rainforest into little... For what purpose? To sell it off. Oh, okay. Yeah. To have the highest bidder. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. And. You know, fortunately, the World Heritage Area was, you know, it, that became World Heritage National Park a lot of lots yep. parts of the area and there's different levels of conservation uh, up there. So it's very important that we do protect the remaining rainforest up there and create those wildlife corridors for yep. endangered wildlife to move around freely without blocking them off with um, the threats that they're already facing it sounds amazing what Rainforest Rescue does. It's so um, fundamentally critical to, um, you know, the survival of so many of our tropical species. Yeah. But how much rainforest has Rainforest Rescue saved to date? So each of their rainforest properties are different scales and there's a, a over 33 rainforest properties in the Daintree Rainforest and then various other ones around Australia that they've protected forever. And... Um, I would say the largest one that uh, we're very happy uh, is around about 29 acres. It's called Lot 46. And for the next four weeks, you're able to see a, a special that ABC have just done on that particular property uh, yeah. with footage that I've captured, aerial footage of the property where I've surveyed that. And it's phen phenomenal, the regrowth up there. You get up to five metres of annual rainfall per year. Wow. Incredible amounts of sunshine. Yeah. And once those... You know, that area has the potential to just really grow back to a powerful, protective, uh, biodiverse rainforest that yeah, we right. desperately need. So that was a 29-acre plot. and uh, um, Sorry, 29-hectare. 29-hectare plot. Yeah. yeah, okay. So is that a typical-sized property? Uh, so that, that's a quite a large one. It actually okay. used to be an oil palm plantation, oh, pineapple plantation, and yeah, um, Christopher's case bought that property. <laughs> brought all these oil palm trees from there down to Port Douglas, and, you know, three palm yeah, trees right. at a time across the ferry down to Port Douglas and line the streets with these noxious weeds. Wow, what rich people do, hey? Bonkers. Now, you've chosen a song to play, While There Is Life. Can you introduce that song, the artist, and why you chose it? Yeah, so uh, 
this is by Alara, who's a Yotta Yotta woman and, and a friend of mine who, um, you know, I got to privilege to go uh, camping with her whilst we were filming documentary. My friend Stacey Chilcott was filming this documentary and called Beautiful Sunshine. So it's about her connection to um, the land and her family and the culture. Awesome. Let's listen to Wallow's Life and we'll come back and we'll chat some more about rainforest. Thank you. Victoria's roadside drug testing program is not about road safety. In last year's governmental inquiry into drug law reform, it was noted that Victoria's RDT program is falling behind on latest evidence regarding impairment. Currently, Victoria Police can charge people for detection of either cannabis, amphetamines or MDMA. But those detections do not correlate with impairment. Impaired drivers should be removed from the roads and that's why we're urging an inquiry into Victoria's RDT scheme to ensure that the resources that are currently employed to make our roads safer are being properly used to make our roads safer. Help us refocus road safety onto what makes roads safe. Sign the e-petition parliament.vic.gov.au forward slash council forward slash petitions and look for the Inquiry into Drug Driving Reform, Petition 117. A 3CR supporter. You're listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR Community Radio, 8.55am. That last song was Waller is Life by Alara. Now, we're here in the studio talking with Martin Stringer about rainforests. Now, Martin, I understand that Jimmy's organisation... Half Cut has teamed up with the US-based Rainforest Trust, which does essentially, basically, what Rainforest Rescue does. That is, it buys rainforest for conservation, not so much for restoration, but for conservation purposes. Can you tell us about this work that um, Rainforest Trust does with these funds raised by Half Cut? Yeah, so... um... Rainforest Trust have been around for 30 years and they've saved over 23 million acres of rainforest for life. And uh, there's fortunate enough to have uh, a lot of very wealthy f- philanthropists to be matching donations dollar for dollar. So uh, up to $50 million because they want to see people, you know, not just them handing out their money to protect rainforest, but people getting involved and donating money too empower ourselves by you know protecting these rainforests around the world it's just really uh you know rainforests hold so many keys to life with their biodiversity and the species that are depend on these and don't have a voice in what's going on so i feel it's important that we step in and stand up for those species that don't have a voice and protect their habitat absolutely and um the particular project that Halfcut does is in Peru. Is that right? So, Jimmy Halfcut has been Halfcut for a year and raised over two hundred thousand dollars. In recent news, because of the Amazon rain uh, rainforest fires, it was the decision made that right, this is really urgent. We need to protect the Amazon rainforest. So, particular focus was was placed on a in a in a property that is looking to be purchased uh, by Rainforest Trust in Peru. And that's that's going to be uh, four and a half million dollars 
to buy this rainforest. And it's, it it's be, obviously a huge one. It's massive, yeah. Yeah, cool. So the price per acre, it's uh, six over 6 million acres, and that equates to around about 76 cents per acre. Huh. So I've, That's bargain basement, isn't it? Yeah. How can something that's so priceless cost so little? That's right. There's uh, good news as well because Rainforest Trust have said, okay, instead of matching dollar for dollar, we're going to quadruple this. So if you donate $1, that will be equivalent of $5, which will protect so much uh, rainforest in, in Peru. And as a photographer, I've decided to donate a few of my prints to to protect rainforest and I half cut, all right? I'm going to donate half of the sale of, of my photography prints to protecting rainforests, which then Rainforest Trust will match dollar for dollar. For dollar. So that $200 from a sale of a $400 print will go to $1,000 and protect 600, uh, sorry, 760 acres of rainforest in Peru. You know, that's just phenomenal. It blows my mind. Yeah. And, you know, we've got threatened species, endangered species, such as the, you know, the black face, black spider monkey, giant otter and white-bellied spider monkey. They're just the big ones that we can, that are kind of sexy and furry. Then there's all the little, there's the bugs, the lizards, the yeah. frogs, the insects, the, you know, the birds. There's all those things that aren't quite as uh, fluffy that are getting, <laughs> that are still, that are as equally important that are also being saved. Absolutely, yes. So we've we've got such biodiversity of species in these rainforests and these are just to name a few, yeah. obviously, that ecosystem depends on, on each other and disrupting yeah. it by these these fires which have been deliberately lit in the Amazon rainforest. It's really unfortunate and we want to... I, I want to see this, in, you know, protected and for there to be a future for our world. It's, it's, really, um, it's really disappointing that I have to shave off half my beard <laughs> to do this. But I feel like that's a small <laughs> sacrifice of Indeed. people giving me weird looks. Yeah, yeah. So is the are the fires in Amazon extending into Peru? Uh, so there's there's been a lot of fires um, extending all around the Amazon, um, Bolivia and Peru, and we're seeing just such a massive increase in fires, uh, especially Brazil. It's yeah. it's it's large companies that are also to blame too, and consumers of these. You know, if you go to McDonald's and, and buy a hamburger, that's, you know, that meat is sometimes sourced from the Amazon rainforest. So mm. it's supply and demand. Mm. And it's not just, and the same applies for the, if you buy the vegan burger. Yeah. If you go and go to McVegan burger, that money's still going the same till, isn't it? It's not like <laughs> McDonald's have an ethical till where they're like, oh, okay, yeah. this money will not go towards. <laughs> yeah, exactly. If you, you've got to choose wisely when you consume. Yeah. So, you know, we have the power to choose you know, where we spend our money and what that dollar mm. buys and what industry it supports. That's There's right. supermarkets in France that are, are, are sourcing their meat from the Amazon rainforest from illegal logging. Mm. And they're, say, they're saying that they're sustainable and they, oh, yes, we want to phase out this by 2030. This is 11 years away. Yeah, we don't have that much time. It, this should have been done yesterday. Yeah, so yeah. we need to take action now. Absolutely. <laughs> so, But do you find that people have some degree of fundraising fatigue because i mean there's so many good genuine requests for money these days and every time i go online there's at least half a dozen requests for funds to do something really genuinely great so how does half cut resonate with people to get them to dig deep for these for this cause 
Well, that's 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 a very um, good point, and I've experienced that myself. I I donate to different organisations and, tar- and charities, and also have donated so much of my time over the years to you know helping to make a difference in the world. And I've felt overwhelmed where I've just had to well sort of step back for a little bit and reassess things and maybe change things around. Uh, so what rainforest um, is really important for is for the helping mitigate the effects of climate change mm. and we can donate to humanitarian causes and, and all this and that. And that's, that's fantastic and really important. If we don't have a world worth saving, then what are we going to do in the future? Mm. You know, it was, we've got a short amount of time to make a huge turnaround with yep. what we're doing with our lives, the choices that we're, we're, we're choosing to, to do. And I just want to see a better world out there. So with Half Cut, I've, I'm really uh, impressed with the response so far. You know, over $200,000 has been raised so far to, towards going and protecting rainforests it's matched four to one absolutely so, so it's so the, so if you raise two hundred thousand dollars you're talking about what almost well, a million acres yeah of, straight off that's over a million crazy yeah over. i mean it's it's it just sounds so ludicrously simple i'm, sh- I'm sure it's not as it's quite as simple as it sounds but still do you know that for the cost of a, a coffee yeah you can save like 10 acres of rainforest. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty awesome <laughs> and it's empowering. Like I feel overwhelmed with everything that's going yeah. on and deeply saddened about the, the the Amazon fires where it's just out of control and it's like, what can we do? There's all this happening and yeah, so, so many problems yeah. in the world, but there's also a lot of great things that are happening in the world, such as these, you know, mm. these organisations doing things like Rainforest Rescue, Rainforest Trust and, and Half Cut. Are yeah. real, making a real difference, and it's empowering that we can get involved. Yeah, like I've been volunteering my time to to do this, and you know, Jimmy Halfcut has been walking around with half a beard for a yeah. year. Yeah, he got me. Um, yeah. yeah, he has a day job. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so this is just you know he's volunteering his time. Jess and James are just volunteering their time to to do this, losing sleep, um, yeah. you know, to make a difference in the world and. And they get trolled online. I was I was looking um, last night at I think I don't know one of the something good they'd done and they'd put it on Facebook and the, the trolls come in and test strips <laughs> off them and you just think, wow, you know, like who would want to put up with that? Yeah. You know, doing something genuinely altruistic. The trolls come out and just rip pieces off them for something ridiculous. You have to be a good person like Jimmy to, to <laughs> deal with that, wouldn't you? I mean, wow, my hat goes off to him. That's it. He just cops it on his uh, bald half of his chin and yeah, you know, yeah, just he water off a duck's back. Yeah, and he moves on, keeps going, yeah. doesn't, doesn't take a backward step. People who do this kind of stuff when they've got a day job is just remarkable. Do you know that? Like he's um, pouring his, so much of his life and energy into yeah. it. Yeah, just want to say for any trolls out there, it's like, oh, what about this and that? Yeah. And then, why, why don't you just spend half that amount of your energy <laughs> in trolling and put it to something good and constructive in yeah. the world? Yeah, why not? Yeah, try that, see yeah. if that works. Yeah, and there's a lot of people donating money these days, but there's probably a lot more people who are pretty wary about where they give their money to. And I understand that because, you know, you hear lots of kind of horror stories about charities that have misappropriated funds or, or actually fake their charity status or or even in an honest way, just they simply just have really high management overheads in their organisation. How can we be sure that Rainforest Rescue and Rainforest Trust are 
the good charities, that they really are doing what they're saying and that they really are making the difference that, that we expect? That's a good question and I think it's really important to look at uh, any charity that you're you're giving to and just see where the money is going and if they're transparent with Yeah, that's it, the that. transparency. Yeah. So I donate to a, a wide range of charities and they you know proudly display their their costs and overheads. Right. Um you know a lot of charities do have overheads and they proudly display that on their on their website and give you a full rundown of like okay, thank you for your donation. This is where it's all going. Um, with Rainforest Trust, uh, sorry, with Half Cut, 98.5% of all the donations through the website have gone to Rainforest Trust and the other 1.5 was for credit card t- transactions. Okay. And um, that's really, that's really an amazing, inspiring yeah. to see, yeah. Yeah. So. And with, so the money goes to Rainforest Trust and how do we know that Rainforest Trust are as good as they say they are? Yeah, so they're working with. Um, they have a thirty-year track record, as does Rainforest Rescue, and okay. um, I should just say, in the Daintree Rainforest, that Nature Covenants, the Nature Refuge is is placed on the properties to ensure that no matter what happens, that rainforest is protected forever. This is with in the Australian yeah, rainforest, yeah. so it's protected by law. Absolutely. Yeah. Good. And um, as for Rainforest Trust, they have a thirty-year track record, and you know that you can go and check out their website and they're working with indigenous communities all around the world and in the amazon um to really ensure that the best is a uh, a good outcome for everybody okay as a charity they'd have they'd be audited they have some kind of a um, ranking of their accountability yes yeah good okay so we can explore rainforest trust online go and check out uh, and, and look into you know where you, where you're donating your money and ensure that it's going to the right places um, with the right outcomes. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Okay. So a great thing about Rainforest Trust that I really admire is that the essential element of the projects is that they work with local people and educate them about the landscapes and it empowers them to save the wildlife that surrounds them. We're seeing a lot of issues. Um, and corruption in the world and Rainforest Trust uh, involving local conservationists and communities uh, to, you know, considerably reduce the risk of encroachment and in many cases where the local people, um, they're aware of nearby threats and can avoid potential conflicts and, you know, providing employment for local people in these areas, it's it's an effective method uh, to ensure the long-term security for the land and its wildlife and to make sure that the endangered species are, are protected. So the purchased rainforest mm. that's purchased in Peru is gifted to Indigenous communities to manage. So why is that the preferred approach? Why is giving it to Indigenous communities for management, why is that the gold standard? Um, well, like I've just mentioned about working with the communities is really important to have everyone on the, on the same team, right? And the, the local partner is uh, Cedia, and that's a, the action is the help title land for 220 communities. It sounds so simple that if you can just keep buying land and protecting yeah. it, makes me wonder why maybe a few of the world's billionaires just haven't chipped in and just the whole freaking lot 
and hand it over to the Indigenous communities and job done. Do you mm. know? It's, you know, with the wealth that's in the world, a few of the world's billionaires could, could probably... Forests, it's so cheap, it's a dollar per acre. Mm. You know? It could be all bought. It could be all protected. Mm. If people want to protect the Notre Dame Cathedral, if a few, a few millionaires in France got together and bought and paid for the Notre Dame Cathedral restoration, they could do the same in the Amazon. That's, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen that. Turn around like, oh, we have to save the Notre Dame Cathedral, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> it's well, yeah. Why can't you do the same in the Amazon for this for the lungs of the earth? Mm. And I, I read on the website of Rainforest Trust that the project that Halfcut is contributing to, the one in Peru in the Western Amazon, has stored something like over one billion metric tons of carbon, <laughs> which is just an amazing figure that that could be achieved. And just even last year alone, Rainforest Trust secured rainforest carbon that is equal to something to the annual emissions of something like 40 million American cars. Mm. Do you know, that's just the, the figures there are crazy of what can be achieved if people actually put their hand in the pocket and sacrifice their cup of coffee each day. Yeah, it's pretty inspiring what it can be really, achieved. It is, it is. It's, it is amazing. Yeah. Kate, I just want to say, I think I may have mentioned this earlier, but I think that really needs to be celebrated and to show hope for what can be achieved when we do work together and what we can do when you know there's positive outcomes in the world it's yeah. it's a bit can be easy to be overwhelmed by all the doom and gloom but yeah, there, there's fantastic things happening in the world and they should be celebrated and shared around more than just a cat video or <laughs> yeah, that's right a, a, a useless meme yeah exactly it's a pretty compelling case for rainforest protection because I've been tree planting and grass planting and shrub planting and whatever with part of community projects and it takes a good deal of time and effort to revegetate just one acre like it takes days of labor and, and in years of growth of once once it's planted but for a dollar or two which I can find under the seat of my car with my eyes closed quite literally I can protect one acre almost half a hectare of the most biodiverse jungle in the world and you know it's when you kind of put it like that you go wow this is really achievable it is and i've been fortunate enough to see the growth over the years and go back and photograph the same areas where they're growing up yeah and the, the growth is phenomenal and yeah. when the land is nurtured and protected with yeah. the revegetation it's it's so it warms my heart yeah, to see the growth of these little seedlings growing up to be trees taller than five meters in just the space of a few short years. So yeah, it's yeah. I I want to demonstrate this and show this to the rest of the world. That's that's my aim with my photography and 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 video creations. Yeah, you've got a, another creation that someone created a poem that you were going to read out. Here's the poem, right? Okay. Now I understand it's somewhat weird to walk around with half a beard. You probably wonder why this is the case. See, I'm Mr. Smooth on half my face. While on the other side it's hairy, and you might feel a trifle weary. What's with this freak? What could be wrong? I hear you ask. I won't take long. My beard is like the Amazon. Half raised, half cut, half tamed, half gone. And unlike my beard, it won't grow back unless we step in to change this track. I ask you, kind person, please donate and save it from an awful fate. You barely have to lift a finger. Go and donate at halfcut.org slash Martin Stringer. And as the world watches the Amazon burn, surely we can share just a fraction of the money that we earn. Nice. 
Nice, very nice. Who wrote that? Uh, a friend of mine What's sent me that 15 minutes after I chatted to him on the phone. And What's your friend's name? Uh, Steve. So he's just written me this poem and text message and I was like, Wonderful. oh, that's phenomenal. Like, Yeah, lovely. That's yeah. great. Very good. Now, where can we learn um, more about Rainforest Rescue here in Australia and about Half Cut and its partner, um, Rainforest Trust? Yep. So check out the websites. Best place to start, uh, rainforestrescue.org.au, rainforesttrust.org and halfcut.org. Easy. Easy. You can remember those without even having a pen. Yeah, well, if not, listen to the poem again and it's, uh, <laughs> it's <in there. laughs> Half Cut is in there. And you can still donate to halfcut.org. Yeah. With a big fundraising, we sort of wrapped it up and uh, we we just wanted to really create some urgency and donations are still open. So cool. please donate today. Or come along to the next event and start shaving. Yeah. Good. Yeah, okay. So, look, Martin, thank you so much for coming in. It was really great to talk to you and I, I really do hope we get to see lots more half-cut beards and heads and, you know, whatever around town because that will mean that the word is out. It's getting out there. You've got another song to introduce. Yeah, so this is by a good friend of mine, Liana, who plays the hang and uh, just it's mesmerising if you've ever seen it. It's just this beautiful drum-like thing that looks like a, a wok that's upside down. Yeah, it does look like an upside-down wok. I was thinking it looks like a... An old school spaceship. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so she flew her UFO into Lot 46, which is that 27 hectare property that Rainforest Rescue spent um, restoring. And we went in there uh, a while back and filmed her playing the hang in this beautiful rainforest setting that is a young rainforest that was planted you know, just in the last few years. And we're seeing all these trees grow up just... I wanted to um, capture the beauty of nature and of her playing this magnificent hang. So I shot a video with a few different cameras and recorded this audio, which you're going to hear. So enjoy. We'll be back. That was a hang recording by Liana Toff. In, uh, we're recording that our guest Martin Stringer did in the... Daintree Rainforest. Yep. It's um amazing sound, amazing sound. Now, you're on Freedom of Species, listening to Freedom of Species on 3CR Community Radio, 855 AM, and we've been talking to Martin Stringer about um, rainforest protection and uh, restoration here in Australia and in the Amazon. And we have finished for today, but you can follow us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. So come back and listen to us next week. Thank you, Martin, for what you brought, all the information you brought for us today. Really good. Thanks for having me, Kate. Oh, it's, it's been, been a pleasure. Yeah, no, it's been really good and I feel really inspired about um, Rainforest and the work, the effectiveness of the work that's being done out there. Yeah. It's, it's really awesome. You know, it's good to, it makes you sort of rethink your priorities about how you're spending your money. Yeah. Well, you know, there's so much we can be doing. We could, so many things we can be doing for little money. That's correct. And I'm really inspired to hear that. That's uh, that's my goal with my photography is to reach people, a wide audience, and really show what's going on, what we can do, and take action. Yeah, it's happening. It's out there, and we mm. we, we can all be part of it. What's this um, last song you've got for us? Uh, this is by John Butler, who's a quite a inspirational guitarist and activist, who's you know worked to protect the Kimberley against fracking and 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 forests around Australia. So I guess. For years, when I was getting into music, when I was a 
you know, a long time ago. I'm a guitarist and was learning guitar and that just really struck a chord with me, pun intended. <laughs> yeah, cool. So, yeah, there's uh, great music and playing his 11-string guitar and, and just really singing about something that's really quite substantial. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.